Welcome back, everybody. We are continuing part two of Rabbi Kivager's marriage, part two of three, Bezer Shem, um, and his very, very fascinating lessons that he has to teach us. Um, if you are just tuning in, I recommend that you go back to part one. Um, if you heard that already, I'm welcome. But just a quick review. So Rekivager was born in 1761, and he got married at age 16, and he was married to his first wife for 18 years before she tragically passed away. They had four children together. And in this letter that we're studying now, um, he was suggested, after his wife, Lichy Margulies, had passed away, he was suggested to his brother-in-law's daughter, which I believe was, through his, related through his wife, to marry Brindle Fivelman, um, who he ended up marrying. But in this letter, he's writing to Rabbanim that made the suggestion and talking about how he was feeling and really phenomenal things there. So now I'm going to continue in the middle of the letter. Now that my wife tragically has died, she was, again, Ricky Vega was 34. We have to assume she was around the same age, probably 32, 34, something like that. She'll eat from her father's bread from Hashem. And she'll get the benefit of all that she has done. But I, the one who is now afflicted, I'm in pain. And hit, I'm a broken vessel. And if you just think a minute, this is the great Ricky Vager, the, the Talmudic genius, who uh, had a beautiful life of 75 years of Amelos Patora. But nonetheless, he felt this pain. Chazal tell us that the the death of a person's wife is like the Korban Habayas. Chazal tell us that the death of a spouse is, is the biggest loss to the partner. We learn this out from um, Naomi when she talks about the broken brokenness that she has when um, Elimelech dies. Aishas uh, Naomi. Why does it refer to her in that pasuk as the wife of Naomi? She was he was also the father of children. Yes, that's true. But the wife feels the pain the most, and here the the husband feels the pain the most when the wife passed away. So that's what he's calling himself. My hands can't even move. I'm paralyzed. So how? Who's going to take care of me? And listen to this. Who will I tell my worries to and feel better about? It's a phenomenal thing. Ricky Vager had worries. Yes, he was a human being. And he felt better when he spoke to his wife. Again, if take us with a grain of salt, because I don't think he was going around complaining. But the idea that he knew that she cared about him was a phenomenal power. Who's going to watch over me and look at and, and, and take care of me? How could I forget her right hand and how much she supported me? And now I have nothing. Who from broken humans know the great Sidkas that she had, and her great Sneas, more than me, who I was married to her. I know her greatness. And this is probably the most famous line in all the letter, and I want to pause for a minute and talk about it. So, Pa'am and Rabos, many times, Hayali Maso Matanima, I had a debate with her, Vivikuach, we were constructively arguing, the Yura Hashem, about Yura Shemayim matters, about spiritual matters, Ad Chatzi to the middle of the night. So, this is the most famous line in the letter. And I know that some people date and they think, you know, that they're going to learn Mil Yo or, you know, fight with their wife all night until, you know, Yerushimai matters. Listen, the bottom line is there are plenty of things that one could do in their marriage uh, that are not at this high Madriga. In fact, when I showed this letter to a Rebbe of mine over 20 years ago, and he said, wow, it's very chashev that I saw this. And he said, but it's not realistic. A person should not think that this is the most important thing for marriage. And... Respectfully, I agree with him. I understand what he means when he says that. But I also think that there's an element of, of striving to have a spiritual marriage, which does create that connection. And I think that a person has to take it with a grain of salt. 
Ricky Vega was a, you know, Adam Guttel, even at that point when he's writing his letter at age 34, he was a, you know, he had a life of a male Svatora. And um, a person shouldn't think, I got ripped off. Most people don't, aren't able to have these conversations necessarily. Uh, certainly not Pablo and Bravos, and certainly not until the middle of the night. You know, honey, it's very nice. Thank you. Um, in fact, I once heard from Rev. David Kaplan, who's a mashkiach in um, base in Eretz Israel. There's a famous Rebecca Vager story that someone visited Rebecca Vager, and he accidentally, while he was at Mishalba's table, did something very embarrassing in front of Rebecca Vager and his wife and family. He had, he knocked over the a cup of a glass of wine and he soiled the the um, and he soiled the tablecloth. And Rebecca Vager saw what happened and saw this man was extremely embarrassed, so he knocked over his own cup. And he said, oh, don't worry, I'm so sorry. Ricky Vager said, the, the table is slanted. It's not your fault. It happens all the time. I'm so sorry. And he took responsibility and took off the blame from himself. And uh, if you're a Lamed and people talk about if it was a white tablecloth and that you stained it and Sylvia, whatever it is, the bottom line is, uh, I don't need all the Lamedish Vertlach, the bottom line is that it's a famous story that Ricky Vager was so sensitive to other people's feelings. So why am I bringing this up? Because Rattava Kaplan once said at a Shavabrachas that when he got married, him and his wife invited over um, some people from shul, and someone accidentally knocked over the um, a, a, a glass of wine on his table. So he quickly, David Kaplan said he very, very passionately knocked over his own cup, made it look like it was a mistake, and um, you know told the guy, "Don't worry, it's it's the table. I'm sorry, it's my fault." And then his wife asked if she could speak with him privately. <laughs> so while they were watching, she said, just whispered to him, "Like, what was that?" So um, he told her a story of Ricky Vager, and she should be so proud that she has a husband who's like Ricky Vager. And she looked at him and said, okay, it's a good story, but you know you got my dress all ruined. So the point is that sometimes we want to be like Ricky Vager, and we take down the house with us. So be careful. The bottom line is it's a beautiful, beautiful thing that he was able to have conversations with her about Yerushimayim. Okay, so therefore, he says, my, when you ask me about getting remarried, he says, my gadol kiyom shivri, my, my loss and my, my brokenness is so large and I, I'm so inflicted. It's olam chashach badi. The Gemara says that somebody who loses their spouse, it's a dark world. And he says, I lost all happiness. Oh my goodness, Ricky Vager, how could this Gadol Adar be, be depressed? Or be gil, in all pleasure. Tzadik Hashem, he says, I accept. Behold, Rachel Mishpat, I accept. But Tehidashem, it's Rebbe Tzorachayim. And her sechus should stand for me and, and my children. So therefore, at the end of the day, my dear brothers, you did what you did, and I respect you. And um, I'm a little bit, he says, I'm a little bit comforted by what you wrote to me as well, even though I'm sitting here learning. And um, and he says, um, I just want to skip a few things. I, I see that I have close friends, and that makes me feel better. And he says also, um, and he says, at the end of the day, I totally respect you. But I want you to know that I've made up my mind that I cannot make any proper decisions until some of my pain abates, which is a phenomenal thing. And at least let me wait till Pesach passes. Um, and he says, aside for the overwhelm that I have, and again, when I told you he's a got a lot of dark, listen to this, that he says there's there's tons of letters that I haven't been able to respond to. And um, and he says the weight of how much it is the and the the uh, the door, which is the the mail, has been delivered. And I have to open them, but he says, I don't even know what, what's written in them. I can't, he says, I can't even read them because my tears are so free-flowing. This is Ricky Vega. Um, and I, I therefore just have to push them aside 
And unfortunately, that's that's been the situation. And then he says, also, um, you're asking me to make a Kenyan and say that, yes, I'm going to go through with the Shidduch. He says, I'm filled with atzev, depression, yagun, and pain, anacha, sorrow. This, 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 the, the, the deceased one is right here. And so, I, and not only that, but I tried to take care of her and um, give her any refuah that, that we could find for her. So I'm tired from all that. And um, he says, because I'm so, I'm in such pain, as Ricky Baker says, I've become extremely weak. And the doctors even said that my life was in danger because I'm so sickly. He says, I can't eat anything. I can't drink. He says, unfortunately, it's a little graphic. I'm sorry. But he says that I can't hold anything down. And um, it's, it's funny. It's graphic and it's lumbus because he says that he's, he's extremely nauseous and is throwing up. But he says, and I can't even make a bracha chrona. <laughs> Ricky Vega was worried that there's a shayla in halacha if a person eats things and regurgitates if he makes a bracha chrona. He says, I can barely make a bracha chrona. <laughs> that, that, that's the way that Talmud Chacham thinks. He says, I can't sleep. He says, I, I took medicines. Baruch Hashem, they helped a little bit. Could you imagine? And he says, therefore, I can't even daven properly. I can't concentrate. I certainly can't learn Ian at all, even the easiest of all things. And he says, if I did agree and I took a Kenyan, you would be, I, it, it wouldn't be binding because I have no das. Okay? So that is phenomenal. And he says, therefore, please, just give me some time. And... Um, until my senses come back and my body comes back and my, my homeostasis is reestablished. And this is really, really phenomenal. And let me let me settle my household before I start thinking about a zivug with her or anybody else. And he says, um, maybe I want to even give up Rabanus. Like he was just at such a crossroad. And he says, you know that my dream was always to give up Rabanus and to sit like a regular person and learn. Phenomenal things. He says, I, everyone knows that I hate being a Rav. So it takes a lot. Hashem knows. And he says, also, what do I know? I, I'm afraid I'm going to paskin incorrectly. So Chazal say that you should seek a him in front of you. So you see, even though he you know, feels that he's not settled, you see he's talking very reasonably. And, um, and he says, the pilpul that I have to teach, sometimes it's not accurate as well. And, um, and sometimes it becomes hot. I become haughty over it. And Parnassah is very difficult. Why should Tzibur take care of me? Etc., etc. So therefore, he says, nowadays I want you to know that I'm learning, I'm davening to Hashem, please save me. And I know there are other people that have these sorrows as well. Um, let me stop here, and we will, as Hashem, continue. <laughs> Sorry to keep you in suspense again. Next time we're going to finish this. We're going to talk about a few Ha'aras or Shlomo Eger, and then I'm going to leave you with a Ha'ara that I think is well worth waiting for, something that is a phenomenal, phenomenal, powerful thought.